Hello, Brenna. Hello, Maureen. It's a very important day. Oh, it's it is? possibly the most important day. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you know what day it is? No. What's well, Saturday? Miles's birthday! Oh my gosh! The holy sainted best boy who's ever boyed Miles. Oh my god. Yes. Oh. He is 13. 13. I have a teen. 13. Holy Isn't crap. That terrifying. Holy cow. What a guy. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. I would have had him in here for you to see him, but he's napping. You know what? Because he's 13. No, that's, that is totally fine. That, that is what he should be doing. He should be taking all of the sleep times he wants. Mm -hmm. He gets his, he gets beauty rest times 12. Yes. Just the best boy. He is the best boy. I am so proud of him. Also, um... I don't know how much we want to speak on, like, cat drama, like, fandom drama, but I'm I'm just going to say that uh, we've said it before that Black Lives Matter, we have resources, we'll put them in the uh, groups, but also trans lives and trans people matter, and we love every single one of you, no matter uh, what your gender is or how you identify. So if you guys were wondering if this is a, a how where we stand or how we feel, just letting you guys know that... We love you no matter how you identify. If you don't know how you identify yet, that's also fine. And we love you. <laughs> so I, I just saw peaks and, and little bits of it on the Twitter. And it, it I, I retweeted I retweeted a couple of the victory. Yeah. So I it just the situation. Yeah, so she made did me, get fired. Yeah. The situation did make me upset, though, before action was taken. And I'm glad they took action. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if I just I know probably some folks were probably feeling unsafe this week and you don't no one deserves yes. that especially not during pride month that we we have yeah. we, we have to thank bl- bl- literally black trans women for helping us get as far as yes. we in the uh, this community have gotten in the lgbtq plus community so yeah um and she never worked on warrior cats she wasn't a part of our part but you know it's still part of the greater Aaron hunter right sphere umbrella so <laughs> right so i i was I, I i didn't look too deeply into it but you know just wanted to let you folks know that's you know where i stand and maureen yeah, yeah. yes same <laughs> i was like i can't like say it for you but i know where you stand from yeah, just like from our own conversations personal com- conversations yeah no yeah shout out to kate carey's son for uh coming out of the woodwork and just making making things um, roll, dishing it. Yeah, yeah. You've never seen. He's like, my mom today. You've never seen a children's book writer so angry. <laughs> anyway, oh. uh, moving on from that. Um, we we are in. Well, we should introduce. We should do our introduction. Yeah. Um. Also, I guess before we move on, good on Harper Collins for yes. taking the right action. Yeah. Thanks, HarperCollins. Thank you for actually addressing something that should be addressed. Yeah, listening to your largely LGBT, you know, young fan base. Bless. Thank you. Thank you, HarperCollins. Anyways, I'm Member Heart. I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? So I actually, we just had a moment with Smudge and he was like, I've been having dreams. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, he's like, do I have to join you? I don't want to. You guys are all very scary. And, and, and Fire, Firestar was like, no, I don't think so. Let me walk you home, bud. Yeah. What a, what a good <sighs> friend. What a good friend. So they're walking home. To Smudge's home, and as they walked, Firestar spotted a vole and swiftly caught it. And he tries to push down the pride he feels of showing off his hunting in front of Smudge. He's just—he's like, I'm just like really cool. But Smudge's eyes are wide, not with admiration. 
<laughs> and he asks Firestar if he ever gets tired of having to catch his own food. Oh, I thought that looked pretty cool. I mean... He's like, yeah, I thought that was... I'm a really good hunting boy. <laughs> He's like, you use all your energy to cry at your owners when you just got fed. So... <laughs> well, Firestar says he never gets tired of it. It's what warriors do. And Smudge is like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> so as they approach uh, the fence, another cat, a pretty brown tabby, jumps down. And it's from the fence that Firestar once lived behind. Oh, so they were like, okay, we need some time to mourn. <laughs> Our cat ran off. I imagine I imagine they may, because like, I, I've known some folks who've had cats that have run away, and they've seen them later, mm-hmm. or they've never seen them. So I, I like to think the owners like saw them in the woods and was like, well, <laughs> okay, because I, I don't want them to be sad. <laughs> it's been like a year and a half. Yeah. I think that's... It's only been a year and a half? Maybe Maybe two years. Maybe two years. Oh, jeez, I was gonna say, I was like, can you imagine? No, I think it's been two years That's now. so much we're back stuff in... happened. Well, like two years. Ugh. Well, she says hello and asks Smudge who he's brought. And Smudge introduces Firestar, and she introduces herself as Hattie. She'd never met a forest cat before, and she asks how he knows Smudge. Oh my god, Hattie is the cutest name. That's like one of those British names that doesn't like usually come up in American literature at all, but I love the name Hattie. Um... It's 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 used in um, Diana Wynne Jones books, uh, her Howl's Moving Castle series. Mm. I think it's the name of the, it's either one of the sisters or the stepmom, and I can't remember right now who it is. Well, Firestar says he used to live in this two leg nest. Who? And Hattie's like, really? This is my home now. <laughs> and she's like, well, why'd you leave? And Firestar's like, it's a long story. And Hattie's like, I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> and he says he's sorry, but maybe another time. <laughs> and Hattie looks disappointed, and she asks if he wants to see where he used to live. Her two legs dug up a bush that was so old, its roots spread nearly the whole way across the garden. Wow. wow. That's... And they planted some new trees that are great for scratching. You know what? Good for them. <laughs> Wait, planting new trees? <gasps> Wait, you can do that? Oh my gosh, we're gonna figure out we're gonna figure out agriculture in this in this book. <laughs> well, Firestar opens his mouth to refuse, but words don't come. An old bush? How old? Had it been there before the two leg nests were built? Had it been there when SkyClan lived in the forest? Were there other remnants of SkyClan's former territory that might have survived? Huh? <gasps> huh? I was saying. I was saying. Well, Smudge asks Firestar why he's standing there with his mouth open. <laughs> Which is kind of Firestar's signature move. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of what he does. It's kind of what he does. Yeah, it's usually Dustpelt calling him out. So right. this is uh, this is new. D- Dustpelt's usually the one being like, "Why?" It's like, "Man, I we're still here, dude." I've come, like I've come a long way to like in my respect for you, but then you do this, and it's kind of like, mm, mm, "Should I have?" <laughs> well, first I was like, "Sorry," but says he will have a quick look from the fence. <laughs> And he draws Smudge away and says he won't be long, but this might help with his dreams. Oh, is he just gonna go? Smudge sniff looks the tree? doubtful. Firestar promises not to tell Hattie anything about the dream. Let Hattie know. When we just met her, but I love her. Justice for Hattie. Well, Hattie points out where the bush used to be, and then shows him the new trees. Smudge joins them on the fence and asks if he sees anything. Firestar says not yet. And he tries to imagine what the forest would have looked like before it was cut down. He's looking up and down the rows of nests. Smudge's house was in a dip, lower than the others. And if Firestar had been leading a clan, he would have wanted somewhere like that to shelter. Mm. Could Smudge's house be on top of Sky Clan's old camp? Uh, uh. Is that why he's been dreaming so vividly about them? I mean, <laughs> wow, uh, it's 
literally what I thought is like, well, I, I thought they might be members of them, but oh my gosh, this is like a horror movie trope. The racist horror movie trope of like, it's a haunted house because they live on top of like a Native American burial ground. Well, Smudge, Firestar asks, interrupting him and Hattie's conversation. Is it okay if I stay with you tonight? Oh, oh, <laughs> so forward. <laughs> Smudge looks really surprised and says, of course, but asks if it would be okay with the other cats in his clan. They don't get his concern. And Firestar thinks that his concern is moving. Smudge may be a kitty pet, but he's a true friend. But it's also like hilarious that it's like, okay, guys, so the leader's not home. Um, He is, let me see if I got this right, having a sleepover with the kitty pets. Okay. <laughs> Sure, guys. What? Uh, well, he tells Firestar, it's like, they'll be fine. Um, but he thinks that this will help him figure out, you know, what they talked about earlier. The dream. But code, because Hattie. What will Hattie do? Nothing. Smudge just doesn't want her to think he's weird. Oh. <laughs> he's like, listen, I have this thing going Smudge with is her. embarrassed. She had moved in like three months ago, and it's been going really well. She's looked over here twice, so, and hissed at me only once, so I think, like, it's going pretty good. So if you could, like, not make her think I'm a freak, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, I haven't had a friend in a while. My garden's been very lonely. <laughs> I want to be best friends. <sighs> well, Smudge says he's not sure how easy it'll be to get Firestar inside. And Firestar's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I don't need to no, come inside. God, I do not want to Star Clan forbid. I <sighs> He'll be fine in the garden. Wow, I'm going to sleep over, but ew, don't let me in your gross house. Uh, Smudge says, okay, and tells him to come on over. Firestar says he'll have to find um, one of his clanmates and let them know he won't be back first. And as he leaves, he hears Hattie asking Smudge why Firestar wants to stay in his garden and not hers. He's like, oh, God, you ruined it. You ruined it. You leave her so... Really? Wow, Firestar. Way to, like, absolutely uh, just swoop on in there and be the worst wingman ever like now she wants you she wants she wants that forest crazy guy well before firestar can even start tracking his clanmates, thornclaw appears with some mice <laughs> and he tells thornclaw he won't be back until tomorrow and thornclaw's like i don't that nothing is wrong i think i should have this information <laughs> well just tell graystripe he's in charge until then what and thornclaw's like Okay. And then Firestar goes back to the two-leg nest. Uh, okay. Smudge is gone, but Hattie's there. He really just said, mm, you know what? Star Clan doesn't control me anymore, so screw the rules. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Sleepover! <laughs> Sleepover with Smudge! <laughs> Smudge, she's my new boyfriend. That's Smudge's girlfriend. She also likes me. <laughs> well, Hattie says that he still hasn't told her how he joined his clan and asks if he wants to visit his ho old home properly. He's like, nah, I peed on that carpet enough. Well, Firestar is curious. Oh. So he says he'll come in for a little while and he follows her into the garden. Everything seems so familiar, but still so strange. Hattie is showing him around when his old two legs start coming up the path. And they have a kit now. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. oh my god, they have a kid. Oh, Man, that kid would have beaten well, him up Before they can spot Firestar, he darts out of the garden and back into the forest. He's not even sure they'd recognize him after so long, but he wouldn't risk it. And Firestar, Valid. he hangs out in the woods for a while because he was a little spooked. And eventually he goes into Smudge's garden. And Smudge gasps, there you are. He thought Firestar had gone back to the forest. Hattie told him what happened with his old two legs. <laughs> Firestar doesn't want to talk about it. It's like he saw an ex at a bar. <laughs> like, oh, I heard what happened. Yeah, oh, what? Rough, <laughs> yeah, oh, what happened was he left. Like, how is that? <laughs> Man, mm, it was... 
It was not uh, an equal emotion well, at all. Smudge asks if he's sure he'll be able to sleep out here. It'll be cold now that the sun is down. And Firestar's just like, Smudge, I sleep outside every single night. It's what I do. He doesn't think he could sleep in a two-leg nest <laughs> if he tried. A two-leg comes out with a bowl in her hand, and Smudge says <laughs> he's gotta go. His supper's ready. And he bids Firestar goodnight. <laughs> Firestar curls up under a bush and reflects how strange it is being back in two-leg place after so long. Damp cold wakes him, soaking into his pelt. Above him, orange sky was softened by mist. He crawls out of the bush, shivering. Ghost Star is sitting a few tail lengths away. Oh, the, the made-up name we gave this person. Yeah. I have been waiting for you. Oh, you can talk? Why didn't you do this, like, so much earlier? Maybe he wasn't close enough to the Sky Clan camp, you know? Because he is not part of Star Clan. These He's not in the sky. So He's tethered weird. to the Earth. I know you're not part of Star Clan, but, like, you're literally breaking all the rules by giving vision to this dude who doesn't even know what's going on. Did you think that would help? Smudge is, like, haunted every night by night terrors of you guys being, like, killed. Who are you? Firestar asks. What's your name? Oh, no, we're gonna... We're gonna... No! No, I don't want to know. He's Ghost Cat forever. The cat looks at him blankly. It's been so long since any cat spoke his name, he doesn't need it anymore. Oh my god. So he is still Ghost Star. Ghost Star forever! (laughs) His voice ached with sadness. Firestar can hardly bear it. Also, that's really sad. Yes, it's extremely sad. The thought that someone would lose their name because no one speaks it. I'm gonna go to my local graveyard and say all their names now. (laughs) Well, Firestar asks if he comes from SkyClan. And the cat twitches his whiskers. Uh, you know of SkyClan, then? Oh god, what if he just said no and <laughs> we're just like, oh, oh, what? <laughs> How many more dead clans are we gonna find? Well, Firestar says a little and tells him that um, a StarClan cat told him that there were once five clans in the forest, but SkyClan left when. Left? We didn't leave. Oh. The Uh-oh. other clans drove us out of the forest because they said there was no room for them anymore. Firestar stares at him. It, it wasn't, it wasn't land development. Well, Blue Star had let him believe that Sky Clan had left on their own accord when the two legs invaded. So that did happen. But Sky Clan, you know, had asked for other clans to help them. And they said no. <sighs> Firestar is like, well, dang, he's thinking, surely the code wouldn't allow that. But he can't suppress the nagging thought. He can't suppress the nagging thought. Would he want to give up any of ThunderClan's territory if another clan asked for it? Well, let's see. You've given food to starving ale cats um, that weren't of your clan. You've gone and rescued what wasn't your clan to help them give back something that was rightfully won by a different clan that took over their clan. And also you defeated a clan that was trying to merge and become one mega clan. So I think you might be a huge, I think you might be a socialist Firestar. I think you think you might. <laughs> 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 so I, I think he would, he would like... He'd find some diplomatic way. Even if it wasn't giving up his own territory, they would find a way. They would find a way. Like, if, if, even if it didn't mean that, but like, wow, I thought clan life was hard in the past two, like, like one series, but it must have been rough back in your day. Yeah. Firestar asked if Star Clan could have done anything to help. Star Clan. <laughs> Ghost Star spits oh, the oh. word. Star Clan betrayed them. They allowed the other clans to chase them out like rogues. When they left the forest, he vowed he would never look at the stars again. So you never looked up again? What about, like, if a fly flew by? He's like, no, not even then. Jeez, shut up. Idiot. A clan without warrior ancestors? Firestar is bewildered. 
Well, Ghost Watts tells him that their medicine cat still walked with them in her dreams. And many of the warriors kept to the old ways, and he never tried to stop them. They had lost their home. How could he take the warrior code away from them as well? He tells Firestar that they once roamed over this territory, patrolled their borders, caught prey. But then the two legs came. The sadness returned to his voice. This was our camp once, he says, indicating Smudge's garden. Where they're standing used to be the warrior's den. The house is where the nursery used to be. The apprentice den was beneath the ferns along the fence. Those bushes were where their elders slept. This was all so long ago. So Firestar asks where the Sky Clan camp is now. You know, how they're not here. Yeah. Sky Clan have no camp, he says. Oh. His clan has broken apart and scattered. Firestar is confused. Then there's no Sky Clan anymore? Ghost Star bristles. He didn't say that. He said their home is gone. His clanmates have scattered. Some became rogues, some went to be kitty pets. But Sky Clan still lives, although the cats have forgotten their heritage in the Warrior Code. Firestar is bewildered. Oh my god. What made a clan if their home and heritage were gone? It's a fetch quest. <sighs> we're gonna have to go and get the Avengers assembled. We're gonna have to... <laughs> You, you are the last of your kin. Well, he asked why this cat came to him. He's like, it seems like a lot of responsibility. Well, Ghost Star tells him that it's because he's the only cat that can help them. He must rebuild Sky Clan before it is lost forever. Firestar stares. How could he rebuild a clan that was scattered? He had no idea how to find these cats. And he has his own clan to lead. But I... The cat ignores him. He tells him that he must must follow the river to its source. They fled upstream. That is where he'll find the remnants of the clan and a place they can live. Firestar, again, is like, but why me? Why me? This is literally like a, a like a quest in a game where they're like, "Hey, oh, hey, you're you're here. You can do this. Can you go fetch uh, my great great grandfather's enchanted sword from this dungeon that's absolutely full of spiders and also ghosts?" And you're like, "Um, I'm actually just here to buy firewood." And they're like, "No, no, I won't sell you that until you do this." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, so you're gonna keep haunting my dreams until." Also, also, Smudge's dreams, because Smudge apparently deserves this. Well, the cat gazes to him, eyes glowing with sorrow. And he says he's waited a long time for him to come. A strong cat, a leader, and one who bears no taint of betrayal in his blood. Oh, so he's not of any yes. of the past clans, kin. No, oh, I want him yeah. to be a Sky Clan cat. He's not descended from that. The- okay, it it makes sense. It makes sense. Like he's not descended from any of the the ca- ca- clan cats that did this. Also, it makes me question a lot about their genetics and how none of us are suffering from. Uh, that's why everyone's sleeping with like um, people outside of the clan. Yes, that's why they Those should. People, like. The the half clan cats are literally stopping you all from getting like literally the worst sort of genetic diseases from incest. Anyway, yeah. So he's not descended from the cat who drove them out yet. He is a true clan warrior. It is his all destiny right. to restore Sky Clan. S- still a lot of responsibility to give to uh, uh, pretty much a stranger. Yeah. Well, mist swirls around Ghost Star, and his pelt seems to fade into it. Firestar is left alone, gazing at the patch of grass where the cat had stood. Only his scent lingers. How am I gonna make him mysterious, but not a like a not a, a Star Clan cat? Ugh. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out. Firestar sat. And he sits until the first traces of dawn appear in the sky. <laughs> he didn't sleep at all. He had a oh, he had a ter- he had a terrifying conversation, full of responsibility from a ghost, and then just sat there being like, "Oh God." 
What? A faint wailing rouses him, and he springs to his paws. Uh-oh. Was his camp being attacked? But he remembers Uh-oh. where he is. And two legs let Smudge out of his house. <laughs> so Smudge is at the door like, oh, let me out. Yep. I gotta see my friend. I had terrible dreams. You did not fix anything. Well, Smudge asks him if he dreamt of any cats. And Firestar tells him that he spoke to the gray and white cat, and he knows what he must do now. Wait, you can talk to them? Get out of here, you're crazy. Well, what about- I'm done, man. What about me, Smudge asks. Why did- why did I get the dreams as well? Firestar tells him that the cats left the forest long ago and are asking for help. Smudge dreamed about them because they used to live here. Here, Smudge looks around his garden. And you're going to help him? If I can, Firestar tells him. And he sees relief in Smudge's eyes. Oh, thank God, these dreams have sucked. <laughs> but Firestar wonders if he can, because he'd have to leave his clanmates to find a scattered clan that had long been abandoned by Star. <gasps> ghost road trip! A ghost road trip! Well, he tells Smudge he has to go. But he says we'll have patrols keep a lookout for him, and we'll tell them not to jump on him. <laughs> Smudge thanks him, and he tells Firestar that he's a very good friend. But he's super glad he doesn't have to come live in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> to me, wow. I, I just, like, thought about that. Like, they, he literally was, like, uh, fully prepared, but also not at all wanting to do that. But he's like, I guess I have to. I'm getting terrible dreams. Well, Firestar's glad, too, because he knows Smudge wouldn't like it. Smudge uh, says goodbye, and he, um... We'll see him around sometime. We'll see him around. Firestar leaps up to the fence, and Hattie calls out a goodbye and tells him to come visit them again. To Lou! And Smudge is like, don't ever come back here. It's my GF. I mean, she, she's not yet, but like... I'm trying to make it work. He's back in the forest, lost in thought, and he runs into the Dawn Patrol. It's Thornclaw, Suitpaw, Suitpaw's mother, Willowpelt, and Ashfur. Thornclaw asks if everything's okay. And Firestar's like, yeah, it's cool. And he wasn't going to explain anything. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't need to. My word is law. So everything's fine. I just had to take a nap in a different place. You smell like two legs. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Thornclaw exchanges a glance with Willowpelt before turning back to Firestar and uh, tells him that Greystripe had suggested Thornclaw should take Sootpaw out since his mentor, Longtail, can't, you know, mentor him with his eyes so bad. Oh, no, I forgot about Longtail. Yeah. I mean, why'd they do him like that? Like, it didn't even happen, like, in a battle or something cool. It was just, like, it was just an accident. Yeah. Was it like a badger? What attacked him again? A, a rabbit. That's even lamer. Oh. Yeah. Well, Firestar says that, you know, that's a good idea. And he feels a pang of guilt because he should have thought about Sootpaw's training as soon as Longtail had his accident. But boy, these dreams have been distracting him. Yeah. Yeah, you also should, like, think about your relationship and how you should, like, cement that thing. Well, mm. <laughs> he tells Thornclaw that he thinks he should take on Sootpaw's training until Longtail is fit again. If oh, he ever is. Okay. But he doesn't dare oh. say the last part out loud. Because he can't even admit to himself that Cinderpelt might not be able to save Longtail's sight. So... I don't want to admit to it. This sucks. Thornclaw's eyes gleam. He's a young warrior and hasn't had an apprentice yet, so this is a little exciting. Wait, what about Sandstorm? Uh, No, she has one. She has Sorrelpaw. Oh, she does? Yeah, Sorrelpaw. Oh. Remember? Oh, I forgot. In the last book, she's like, I'll take that one. She's like, I'm taking you. And he's like, I cannot argue. I'm not allowed to say no to you because I've kind of screwed you over a couple times. (laughs) No, hundred bunch times. Well, he thanks Firestar, and Firestar promises to announce it later if Longtail agrees. And Sootpaw says he's sure he will. He's been taking him fresh kill and fixing his bedding, and he can still do that. 
precious baby. I'ma cry, I'ma cry. Firestar gives him an approving nod and says he'll join them on patrol. And Sookpaw, you can show me your tracking skills. And Sookpaw's like, yes, yes I can. They carry on the patrol and Sookpaw scents dogs, but it was stale. And they come to the edge of the thunder path. Sookpaw veers off. He found a weird scent. And Firestar asks what sort of weird. Sookpaw says it's strong. He's never smelt it before. Firestar looks to Thornclaw and says, let's follow it. Sootpaw led them deeper into the undergrowth, and Firestar picks up the scent and halts. Badger. Oh no! I, I foretold it in a joke! Oh no! Brana, stop joking! No, I just forgot what actually attacked Longtail. <laughs> Think of the consequences of your words! Oh, I can't. I, I just I just say them. The scent is fresh. They'll have to follow it to make sure it's not making a den here. And he praises Sookpaw. We don't have to. Of course they do. Ugh. He praises He praises Sookpaw for his tracking skills and the scent leads them to Snake Rocks. <sighs> snake oh, Rocks. That's that's a really great place. Yeah. Nothing yeah. nothing terrible has happened there. Like, nothing awful and, like, life-altering for a couple of our warriors. Thornclaw tells Sootpaw to wait in the bramble thicket and tells him not to move, but to yell if he sees anything. Because Sootpaw still, they've only been training for three moons. Yeah. Thornclaw, Willowpelt, and Firestar search among the rocks. Firestar is sniffing along when he finds the badger hasn't come this far. The scent had vanished before. He had reached the rocks. Uh, okay. He calls out to Willow Pelt and Thornclaw and says he's lost the trail. And he breaks off as a fresh whiff of scent reached him. Firestar spun around to see a huge black and yellowish shape rear up from behind Uh-oh. the bramble thicket. Massive paws ready to slam down on the cowering apprentice. Go! Oh, no! What?! No more kid death! No! Wasn't it nice that we just had a nice sleepover and now we have to deal with this? No! No! No, no, no! Sootpaw, move! He sprang forward, but didn't see how he could reach Sootpaw before the badger struck him. But don't worry, Mama's coming. He spots Willowpelt diving from the top of a rock and streaking across (laughs) the ground. Is she on patrol with them? No, yeah, yeah, she's been with them. Okay, I forgot she was there with them. Willowpelt's like, no more dead kids. I've been through too much. She shoves her son aside with outstretched paws, and the badger lands heavily on her back. Her shriek is cut off by a sickening crunch as the badger snapped her neck. No, I'm hanging up on you. Bye, 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 bye. I'm done. Oh, wait. Wait, she actually hung up on me. She actually... She actually did it. Well, I have to go... Oh, here she is. Hello? So you're gonna tell me... You're gonna tell me that we lost the dad of dad's white storm, and now we've lost the mom of mom's willow pool? It scooped up her limp body and tossed it into the clearing. Stop! Stop! No, I'm disgusted. I'm upset. This is yeah, terrible. This is kind of sucky. Wait, who was being who was being attacked? Sootpaw. She saved her son. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got her. I got I got him confused with um Sorrel Sorrel Kit. You know, and I was like, I was like, how many more things can she go through? Because I, I thought it was the kit getting okay, poisoned who had gotten still, poisoned. Still, uh, her attacked. brother. I got that confused. So. Still, like, she's yeah. gone through enough. Is Wait, is it? Did we... Who is... Is Graystripe her son, or...? Yes. But that's not going to be mentioned, of course. But yes. This is literally awful. This is awful. This, like, yep. went from a really fun episode to... I actually just want to stop. I did actually literally hang up on Maureen earlier. Um, yeah, they know. 
I. I. Oh my god. Um, do you guys want a cat fact? Sure. Okay. (laughs) I just don't want to do, I want to put this off. So let's talk about Tama. (laughs) Yes, please. Um, so I, I, I teased this earlier, but we're going to talk about Tama. She was a station master in, at the Kishi station in the Kishigawa line in Kinokawa, Wakayama prefecture, Japan, um, uh, those I, I did not look up how to pronounce them. I apologize if I'm doing any of those incorrectly. But so she was a female calico. So already pretty fun because I love I love calicos. Um, and she acted as uh, she was she was born in in, uh, in uh, Wakayama and she was raised with a group of stray cats and they lived close to the Kishi station. They were fed by pa- passengers and the informal station manager at the time. Um, it was near the station itself was almost closed in 2004 and uh, Koyama, uh, uh, Toshiko Koyama, the uh, like informal station manager, adopted Tama. Uh, eventually, the station came to close the station, but then it was withdrawn because citizens were like, no, do not close it. And so de-staffed uh, the stations on this line to cut costs. So station masters were like chosen from local employees of, of local like businesses. So like they had this additional duty of like managing the station. In 2007, railroad officials gave it to Tama because Koyama was chosen as the station master. And so he was like, my cat can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so her, her main duty was to greet the passengers. She wasn't mm-hmm. paid. Um, she was given a year's worth of cat food and a gold name tag for her collar, stating her name and position. Uh-huh. So, you know, no monetary stuff because it was, I, I, from what I understand, uh, the people who were uh, in charge of being the, the un- informal station masters weren't paid. It was like a voluntary basis thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> uh, the publicity of this actually increased the passengers 17% of that month. Tama contributed about 1.1 billion yen to the uh, local economy. Um, So she was a phenomenon. In 2008, she was promoted to Superstation Master. um, And a ceremony was held with the president of the company um, and approximately 300 spectators and the mayor. And in a result of her promotion, she was the only female in a managerial position in the company. And her new position had an office, a converted ticket booth containing a litter box. And her gold name tag was modified into a gold tag with a blue background with an added S for super. Um, her previous name tag had actually been stolen at one point and it was replaced. Um, yeah, so a, a, repl- a replica was quickly made for it. So, um, Okay, also- really cute, but also really sad that she was the only female manager. Pretty, yeah, pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopefully she paved the way for more. I hope so. Um, she also got like a lot of different awards and stuff. Uh, they actually oh. designed a specific train. Um, the Wakayama Electric Railway. That. It was called uh, Tama Densha. It was a Tama train, and it it literally looks like a cartoon depiction of of Tama, and it has like whiskers on the front. She was she was like promoted multiple times, and on her fourth year as station master, uh, she was promoted to managing executive officer, third in line of management on the after the company president and the managing director. So like. <laughs> She was really high up there. Um, and then in after her sixth year as station manager, she was elevated to an honorary president of the uh, electric rail for life. She was um, well-beloved, and she actually lived for 16 years. Oh. And so she passed away in 2015 in June due to uh, apparent heart failure. And so she was actually enshrined, and she was given... Uh, the posthumous title of honorary eternal station master. So she will be station master forever. Um, And she was enshrined in a nearby Shinto cat shrine of the spirit goddess Tama Daiyojin. And the Tama train was redecorated for mourning. And the first ceremonial passengers were children from a local nursery school. Um, And after the traditional 50 days of mourning, um, she was succeeded by her deputy Nitama. And so she, her first duty was to convey to her predecessor's shrine to pay her respects. So this cat visited her shrine to get pay her respects. Um, and she actually was, uh, in 2016, she became the first inductee to the newly created Wakama Hall of Fame, Wakayama Hall of Fame. Oh. 
and a bronze relief plaque showing the story of her life unveiled on the second floor of the Wakayama Prefecture li- Library. Yeah, so she actually had a couple successors, Nitiyama, Sun Tamatama, and Yontama. Mm-hmm. And so it was that the Yontama was an eighth mo- eight-month-old calico, and then Sun Tamatama was calico cat in training. Sun Tamatama was in line to take over after Tama, but the the representative who'd been caring for her refused to give the cat up, saying, I will not let go of this child. She's staying with me. So oh. she uh, is working as station master in uh, Nakaku, Okiyama. They also had an assistant, Chibi, who was a different cat who was there. Um, oh. They had an assistant, Miko. Oh, so lovely. Yeah, so that is Tama. cat fact. Yeah, Tama, the station master. Let's get back into uh, the the worst part of this episode again. Speaking of dead cats. Stop. (laughs) Suitpaw let out a thin, wailing cry. Literally, that is his mom. Firestar launches himself at the badger, raking his claws down its side, and Ashfur came from the other side, but the badger shook him off and he fell to the ground winded. Thornclaw is in front of the badger, trying to claw its eyes. And Firestar scores its flank again. Blood wells up on the badger's pelt. The badger bellows in pain, then turns and lumbered away. Thornclaw and Ashford chased after it, yowling. Firestar calls for them to come back and let it go. Yeah, why couldn't we let it go, like, at the first part? I know it was in your guys' like, area, but, like... (sighs) Firestar braces himself and goes to where Suitpaw is crouched by his mother's body. Suitpaw looks to Firestar. She's not dead, is she? He asks. She can't be dead. I'm sorry, Firestar says, as he presses his nose to Suitpaw's forehead. Only five moons had passed since his father, Whitestorm, had died. I was I'm glad they acknowledged that. Yeah, thanks. She died bravely, he tells the apprentice. Like a warrior. She died saving me, Sootpaw says, voice shrill with anguish. Guilt and Firestar tells him not to blame himself. Mm, Willowpelt no. knew what she was doing. But she... Sootpaw falls silent, trembling with shock, and he pushes his nose into his mother's fur. Thornclaw and Ashfur return. Ashfur is limping heavily. Thornclaw tells him that the badger was headed towards the Thunderpath, and he hopes a monster gets it. He goes over and places a tail on Sootpaw's shoulder. That's so cute. Firestar asks asks Ashfur if he's okay. Ashfur flexes his muscle. He thinks so. He just landed hard. Thanks, Ashfur. Glad you're really torn up about this. Ashfur and Firestar pick up Willowpelt's limp body. Her tail scored a faint line in the dust. Thornclaw leads a stunned Sootpaw back to camp. Cloudtail appears as they head home and greets him. He hey starts guys. speaking and breaks off when he notices Willowpelt and asks what oh, happened. Uh-oh. Oh no. Dustpelt and Brackifer join them as Firestar explains. Dustpelt asks if they should go follow it to make sure it's really gone. Firestar nods and tells them where it was headed and tells Cloudtail to take the patrol to pick up the scent. He tells them to follow it, but don't attack. Firestar says if it settles, they'll make a plan but he doesn't want to lose any more cats if he doesn't have to. Firestar and Ashford... You guys want to go on a road trip? (laughs) Firestar and Ashford struggle to get Willowpelt's body through the gorse tunnel into camp. Graystripe and Sandstorm are sitting together by the fresh kill pile, and they spring up and race over to him. They ask what happened. But Firestar says he'll tell them once they get Willowpelt to Cinderpelt. She needs to be prepared for her vigil. When they lay her body down in the medicine cat clearing, Sootpaw settles down beside her. Firestar tells Cinderpelt that Sootpaw needs something for the shock, and tells her that Ashfur may have hurt his shoulder. A shriek came from the opposite side of camp. Firestar whips around to see Rainpaw and Sorrelpaw racing across the clearing. Jesus! Sorrelpaw flung herself down by her mother's body, and Rainpaw stopped in front of Firestar and demanded to know what happened. 
and he tells the apprentice that a badger killed her. And he tells him that he's so sorry, no cat could have stopped it. Rainpaw stares at him, his fur bristling. Then his head and tail drooped, and he settled down beside his siblings. Sandstorm murmurs that they'll all need Cinderpelt to look after them. It's like, don't give me a bunch of depressed kids. <laughs> She's like, well, give okay. me an assistant if you're going to give me a bunch of depressed kids. Okay, okay, okay. Well, um, so there's somebody on Tumblr, uh, Brackenfur on Tumblr, has this wonderful AU where... Um, where not all the moms die? No, sadly, mom still dies. But Longtail's in the medicine cat den without much to do, and Sookpaw was his apprentice, so he just adopts these kids. Oh, that's canon. I don't I don't care. I Isn't that so good? It's so good. Thank you, Brackenfur. Thank you. Yeah, so just, Longtail just adopts these three. Just like, ah, these are my children now. They're like barely adults. Like they're ju- they're just they just all became warriors. Like barely. Yeah, they're like sixteen. Not ready. <sighs> and they're orphans. This is so. I mean, it, you're not really an orphan in the in the clan because like you're kind of raised by a whole community, but like you're they are orphaned now. Yeah. Firestar's heart is too sick to reply. He goes to the High Rock to tell the clan that Willowpelt died bravely and that her spirit will be honored in Star Clan. Speckletail asks how it happened. So he tells the clan. Fernclaw's Fernclaw. Ferncloud is worried about her kits. And Firestar says it won't likely come here after they beat it up. But once Cloudtail comes back, they'll know more. If. And they're doing everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gave him a direct order, but, like, it's also Cloudtail, so... Yeah. They're doing everything they can to make sure it doesn't settle in their territory. Firestar says they'll sit vigil for Willowpelt tonight. Greystripe and Sandstorm come up to them. Greystripe says the clan is shaken, and Sandstorm says, especially those apprentices, this is a bad time for them to lose their mother. Firestar nods It's never, like, a great time. Like, there's not, like, an awesome time for that to happen. But I get you. I get it. Like, their dad also just died. Yeah. Yeah. And this is actually the first cat they've lost since the battle with Blood Clan. Um, And he says he thinks it's hard for them to understand um, that even when they're at peace with other clans... The forest isn't completely safe. For some reason, alarm lit in Greystripe and Sandstorm's eyes as he spoke. They exchange a swift glance. Firestar doesn't understand, but after the stress of meeting with the Sky Clan warrior and the horrible shock of the badger, he doesn't have the energy. So he tells them that they'll talk later. Why are, why are they I don't so know, alarmed? You'll have to wait and find out. What? Well, I don't know. Firestar doesn't know, so we don't know. Feels like a fact of life. Like, of course, people people can unfortunately die just like that. What? Some dude was just blinded by a rabbit like a week ago. Like, <laughs> when night falls, they gather to mourn Willowpelt. Dappletail says she was much loved and far too young to die. And Firestar says he knows, and he feels hollow with grief and anger at himself. Cinderpelt guides Willowpelt's kits to her side, and they bury their noses in her fur. Firestar wonders how he could leave them now in search of a lost clan. He can't protect his warriors from everything, but his place is here, serving his clan. That's what it means to be a leader. Firestar stays with Willowpelt's body until dawn. Speckletail rises and says it's time. The elders gathered to bury her body. I'm a little concerned, like, what's going to happen to change his mind? (laughs) Well, Cinderpelt gathered the three apprentices and told Firestar there would be no training for them today. And Firestar's, yep, you know best. (laughs) Yep, 100%. And he goes to his den to sleep. And I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. 
So I'm scared. <laughs> that went from that went from happy, fun, joy, joy, sleepover, like sleepover time to oh depression. Dead mom. Another dead, dead mom, mom because we don't dead have enough mom. dead moms. I need a little help here. Man, uh, dead mom from the Beetlejuice musical could be the for your cats AMV like. Uh, like national anthem, not AMV, MAP. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, I'm very concerned what's gonna happen to change his mind because uh, we are probably gonna go on a ghost road trip, so I don't know what kind of nightmares he's about to get. I'm also amazed he actually spoke to uh, Ghost Cat, Ghost Leader, Ghost Star, because I thought, yeah, I I thought we were just gonna get like a more specific vision. So yeah, no, they had a nice convo. They sure did. So you think he is gonna leave his clan to go to go and search? I mean, something has to happen. Something has to happen in this book. It can't just all be dead cats and 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 badger attacks. Everybody, everybody on Twitter was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, Audrey Firestar's quest is so boring," and I'm like. I haven't read it since middle school, so I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, man, some parts of it is such a drag. <laughs> oh, great, like, I'm looking forward to it. What? Come on. No, it's okay. You're fine, because I skip over it all. Oh. Because it's so unimportant. So you're going to get only the, you're going to get the best version of Firestar's Quest that anybody has ever heard. <laughs> We're just going to cut out all the extra. Cut off the, trim it, trim yeah. off the bat. Well, I guess... I'm nervous to see what's gonna get us on our ghost road trip, but uh, I'm I'm happy we got a, a kitty pet sleepover. That was the only positive. Yeah, and what are Sandstorm and Graystripe so worried about? Yeah, that was that really Firestar weird. finally lost it. I mean, I don't think he said something very alarming. He just said that there are dangers in the forest outside of the other clans. Mm-hmm. So, like, do they? I mean, they've they've literally experienced some of the dangers. They were there for the dogs. Like, yeah, the dogs were put together by one of the clan cats. But, like, there were other dangers. Like, there was a fire fire. that was... There was a fire. There was... There was... The floods. There was the floods. There's been um, famine. Like, there's Mm -hmm. been illness. There's stuff that isn't done by the other cats. Maybe... Maybe they were waiting for, like, some sort of, like, Star Clan Faith thing, but I feel like that wouldn't make sense. One sec. Quick, quick a second. Quick a second. Yes? Okay, I was wrong. In Howl's Moving Castle, there isn't a character named Hattie. Her name is Letty, and the mom's name is Fanny, so I just got this confused. That's okay. We forgive you. Their last names are Hatter, so I was like, wait, Hattie Hatter wouldn't uh. make any sense. So, anyway, that was bugging me. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I'm Ember Heart. I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.